This episode of Dana Being Dana is brought to you in part by Next Door and Window. Hello and welcome to Dana Being Dana. That's me and I'm thrilled you're with us. My show is about all different aspects of the human connection, things that bring us together and living life intentionally. Today, we are talking about the ever important topic of bullying. This of course includes cyberbullying. Have you ever been bullied? How did it feel? I remember being bullied in middle school when the kids used to call me Doodoo Brown, the title of a popular 90s song for what felt like the greater part of my seventh grade year. Now I had a quick wit with sharp comebacks, but it really didn't stop until others rallied around me to shut it down. That's just one example, but it's one that I vividly remember. What people don't fully realize at the moment is that the pain that is a result of bullying, whether verbal or physical, can last a lifetime. Currently, 73% of students feel they were bullied in their lifetime, and 44% say it's happened in the last 30 days, according to the Cyberbullying Research Center at cyberbullying.org. Joining me today are people who have experienced bullying and those in our local community helping to do something about it. Katie, can you describe the bullying incident that happened to your nine-year-old daughter? Absolutely. In the fall, Shana was playing at recess with two of her peers. One of the peers had asked her if she could go on the swings and offered her 20 bucks. Shana hesitated at first, thinking of some kind of a joke, and eventually went on the swing. And immediately, this girl started to attack Shana. She was kneeing her, kicking her, and every time she would strike her, she would count like one, two, three. By the time she got to 10, this girl was so into it that she kicked Shayna in the pelvis so hard, she launched her off the swing face first into the mulch. Mm. And at that point, Shayna was so frozen that she sat there and just kept taking the beating. Mm. When the girl got to 20, she said, there's your 20 bucks, Shayna. And yeah. that, um, that was Shayna's incident of what happened. That's, that's so, that's terrible. So Shayna couldn't ride her bike home from school that day, and you had to go pick her up. When you picked her up and you learned of this, how did you feel? I felt guilty because at first when she called me, I had kind of assumed it was just a little kick, a little playground scuffle. And then when she got home and complained of some other medical complaints, it was pretty evident what had happened to her. And I immediately took her to the emergency room to assess the injuries. At that point, my heart was just breaking for her because the realness of what happened to her came to fruition. And I saw that her carefree life as a nine-year-old had been beaten out of her. She was worried about every step of her day at school and worried about just navigating every step of her day. It's so much more than that, that initial incident. Shayna, honey, thank you for joining me and sharing your story. I appreciate you being here. You're 10 now. Can you talk a little bit about, uh, you remember that day? Yes. And how it made you feel? Um, when she um, attacked me, kind of, I felt frozen and scared. And then when we got in from recess, I went to go sit in my chair. She pulled my chair from behind me. I fell to the ground. Then later after school, I grabbed my bike. I was trying to bike home, but my bottom where she had kicked me, it hurt when I sat on my bike seat. Oh, honey, I'm so sorry. 
I'm so sorry that you went through that experience. Um, what did you learn from that experience that you think could help other kiddos who have been bullied? I learned that if you ever get bullied, you should tell somebody right when it happens besides keeping it a secret. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's really good. Katie, do you have any specific coping strategies that you used with Shana that might assist other parents going through something similar? So I wish I had been more prepared before that incident, um, but I actually do rely on a children's book called Confessions of a Former Bully written from a perspective of a bully. And some of the strategies that this author provides is turning an insult into a compliment. So if someone says you're fat, you can say, oh, big is beautiful. I love my curves. And what, why are you nodding your head? Not fat, I'm easy to see. I'm, I'm not easy fat, to I'm see. easy to see. That's right, that's right. And you are beautiful to see. And also just saying stop with an assertive voice is a great tool. Um, a tool that I really enjoy is asking why, 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 Often a bully is saying something just to be mean. So make them really back up their thinking. Someone says, you're weird. Why do you think I'm weird? What makes you say that? And they're going to be stuck in their tracks not knowing how to answer that question. Another one that we really like is saying like, whatever. Someone says that you're, you're strange, whatever. That takes their power away yeah. because you're saying your words don't mean anything to me. You're nodding your head again? Um, what I said actually was, Mom, thanks for that compliment. I can improve myself. Oh, I like that one. That's thanks a good for one. that compliment. That I can one. improve myself. That is a good one. That's a good one. Um, and then lastly, uh, probably the most important, because if you freeze and you just don't remember any of these witty comebacks and you're sitting there being attacked physically or verbally, Walk away. Walk away. Because you're worth more than that. Don't ever stand there and take it. Mm -hmm. If nothing else, walk away. Get away. Get to an adult. Mm -hmm. Tell someone, like you said before. These are great tips. These are great strategies. Because not only, bully, not, not, not only can bullying cause immediate harm, but it may impact learning and other functions long term. Matt? You are a co-owner of UFC Jim Naperville, and you've been very active in the local school board community. What experiences have you seen with bullying in schools? You know, sadly, like the story we're hearing, um, these are far more prevalent than any of us would care. Um, you know, we, we see a lot of these parents and children come to the facility who are being bullied, whether there's, you know, verbal abuse, sometimes vicious verbal abuse, and then all the way up to physical abuse like unfortunately she had experienced. Um, my duties on the school board, unfortunately I hear a number of those similar stories as well. Um, if I had a nickel for every story I've heard, I'd probably be retired by now. And so that's <laughs> one of the reasons why we're so passionate about empowering children, empowering them not only with really strong words and, and comebacks that can take authority back over the conversation, but also heaven forbid it is physical in nature and you can't immediately get out of the scenario. We really enjoy equipping students and little ones with the wherewithal to defend themselves. Mm -hmm. So both verbally and physically, if necessary. Although, of course, violence is always a, a final resort. Okay. Okay. So you don't condone violence? No, certainly not. And in fact, what I've found over the years is the overwhelming majority of scenarios don't require it, right? Just like some of the examples that you had just brought up. If we can use our mind 
before we have to use our body, you're usually going to end up in a, in a much better scenario than a, than a physically violent scenario. So we would try and avoid that at all costs. And that's really what we preach in our program as well. If someone's using words, they can use words. Mm -hmm. Go tell an authority. Go tell an adult. If someone's putting their hands on you, you have, your, you have a right to defend yourself. Can you talk a little bit about your program and, and what you offer kids? Yeah, absolutely. You know, as you're empowering children to be able to defend themselves, it's also really important that you're equipping them with honesty, integrity, compassion, so that they don't in turn become bullies themselves, right? When you are equipping little ones with the ability to inflict force on another person, you also have to couple that with the responsibility of knowing those things. And with any traditional martial art, you're going to see that corresponding responsibility because once you're equipped to do so, you really need to honor how destructive that can be mm -hmm. and only use it as a final resort. Mm -hmm. My son has come to UFC um, after having difficulty in school um, and just needing to be more confident, yeah. needing to be exposed to more activities and things that build confidence. And yeah. I think some of the classes that he was taking um, helped do that and give him some of that exposure. So I think it's great. Yeah, you do, know, you, do you do role play in your classes, like yeah. real life situations? Yeah, we sure do. And because in order to be comfortable doing any of those things, you want to have been in the scenario before. So even if you're just practicing that scenario, it's much like you would drill a move, right? You can drill a scenario as well. And so whether it's the self-defense seminars that we host or just our day-to-day -day classes, we want to equip the children first and foremost with what to do with your mind. Yeah. and your voice, and then as a last resort, what to do if you absolutely need to physically. And I think that that is so important um, to show them all the different angles and ways that they can address the bullying situations. What I like about practicing is that they will, will notice sooner when a bullying situation is going down. Because I think oftentimes, the, uh, oftentimes kids don't know what's happening until it's too late, right? Mm -hmm. You know, uh, they're, they're seeing the physical violence. They're seeing, you know, um, a child who's emotionally distraught after you know, being bullied or being talked to in some kind of way. But once you start to hear it, once you're familiar with what it, what it looks like, mm -hmm. perhaps you can see something, you know, and then, in fact, say something. You're absolutely right. And, and one of the things that we love to equip children with is that confidence to believe in themselves. Because typically, the confident person who is upright and looking around is not often the person that the bully targets. Yeah. And so nothing moves us more than when we see a child who's looking at the ground, and then after a few weeks, they start to hold themselves different, they carry themselves differently, and they're usually less likely to become a victim of bullying because of that corresponding confidence and them feeling a part of something bigger than themselves. Yeah. That's why we're big proponents of clubs, activities, theater, music, athletics, something that makes you feel like you belong. And then that corresponding confidence that comes along with that yeah. really helps them to avoid those scenarios. Wow, I think that's great. In Shana's situation, there was a whole group of 100 fourth graders at recess, at least three on the swing set where she was being attacked and again, having that confidence to know what's happening and go get help yeah. or try to stop the person. I think those skills, even if you're not the one being attacked, are super valuable to teach kids. Absolutely. And we feel that you have an obligation to, once you know how to defend yourself, you have an obligation to defend others as well. And so if you're seeing somebody um, that is being turned to a victim, you have an obligation to stand up for them. 
and you know, tell them to either knock it off or intervene as necessary. And again, you have to be equipped with the knowledge of how to do that to your point. If you're not equipped with that, you're not going to have that, especially with the shock of a scenario when you are witnessing physical violence or verbal yeah. altercations. And you think that would help, you know, because of how things are in the schools, mm -hmm. really help schools kind of deal with the bullying epidemic, if you will, you know, that's out there empowering the children, yes. you know, so that they can bring that into the schools and really stand up for themselves. And that's exactly what we do. We work with local schools and I, I have a role with that in, in my community as well because that's exactly where most of the bullying is occurring. Yeah. And you, you mentioned cyberbullying as well. And I think that's really exacerbated the problems that we have right? yeah. because there's the varying degrees of the verbal altercations to the physical altercations. And now in many cases, they don't even need to be face to face with the individual that they're berating online. Yeah. And the destruction to your point that it can have and the ongoing impact negative impact that it has on these children yeah. um, cannot be overstated. That's so true. Would it have been helpful to know some of these strategies and skills when you were bullied? I think it would have been very helpful. Yeah, that's right. Well, I'm glad you're here today, Thank and you. I'm glad we've had this conversation, and I'm glad you were able to turn something good out of something that bad happened to you. You're a brave little girl, and Indeed. I appreciate you, Miss Katie, for being here and bringing your daughter. Um, thank you, Matt, for joining me as well. Always a We're pleasure. going to take a quick break. We're talking about bullying on Dana Being Dana. Don't go away. I'm here with Justin Bartley of Next Door and Window. And Justin, your windows have been a game changer. What's your secret? Chicago's harsh weather ruins vinyl and wood windows. We have the solution. Fiberglass windows made with Altrex. And what makes Ultrex so unique? Ultrex is eight times stronger than vinyl, which means our windows outlast the competition. And their slim, modern frames give you bigger, more beautiful views. Thanks, Justin. Buy one, get one 40% off. Visit nextwindow.com today. We all have a story to share, stories others can relate to, whether moments of sorrow or of hope and inspiration, whether a story of struggle or a moment of victory. Every little moment captured and shared helps us to feel more informed, helps us to feel more engaged with and connected to the community we all call home. Every little moment captured and shared adds up to something greater. For us, that something is the collective story of Naperville, a city rich in its volunteer spirit, its diversity, its traditions and celebrations, and so much more. In Naperville, there are so many stories worth sharing. It's been our honor to tell those stories and share them with you. Welcome back to Dana Being Dana. We are talking about the very important topic, bullying. Rick, you are a co-owner of UFC Gym in Naperville, and you are also a retired MMA fighter. Now, were you ever bullied? Yeah, you know, you might be surprised by my answer, but uh, even being a fighter, you know, I, I've experienced pretty much every type of bullying that there is. You know, as a young child, um, as a teenager, uh, as an adult, as a professional fighter. Wow. So, yes, I've experienced online bullying. I've experienced bullying just in my adult life, and I experienced bullying as a child. So I think it's something that almost everybody has dealt with at some point in their life. And just like anything else, it's how you deal with it and how you grow from it, I, I believe. And I think that that's important to pay attention to just because I think people may think you as an award-winning fighter 
you know, no one messes with you or no one tries to pick on you, but you have, have experienced it. And so you can help, help others. Yeah, hundred um, percent. You know, a lot of it too, as an adult, there's this new era of with social media and right. online bullying, mm -hmm. and it's just as effective and it's just as painful as, yep. as in-person bullying. But these people have a certain power because they don't have to face you, right? They, they don't have to deal with the consequences of, of saying bad things to you and you confronting them. They can say whatever they want behind their computer screen and feel like they can get away with it. So that's something that I've had to deal with too in my uh, adult life and in, in my professional fighting career and something that I had to learn how to deal with myself. I call it courageous thumbs. Yes. People are bullying <laughs> online. Candice, you're the owner and CEO of uh, the Alive Center at various locations and you're continuing to grow, which is awesome. Have you ever experienced bullying? Yes, yeah. junior high school. Right? Yep. I remember people writing really mean things about me and on my folders. Mm -hmm. And so yeah. it's, I just want to shed a light on, you all are in the community and, and helping children manage bullying mm -hmm. and you're coming from a place not only of wisdom and knowledge, but experience. Um, what advice do you have for kids to take their power back? Me coming from martial arts background, uh, I'm a big advocate in, in martial arts and discipline, um, in going out and being social. It doesn't have to be martial arts. It could be sports, right? Mm -hmm. But I would encourage kids to get out there, be social, play sports, do martial arts. It's a way of meeting new people meeting other people with similar interests, making more friends, right? And that's one thing, you know, bully won't go up to a kid that has three or four friends around them and start bullying them, right? They won't go up to, to uh, a kid who's confident in themselves. Um, learning these things, learning how to defend yourself will give you the self-confidence to hold your head up, you know, high, to confront a bully if they're saying something to you, right? And I always, you know, go by the motto of, make yourself a force to be reckoned with and then learn how to control that. Mm. Because, Say that again, because I think that's important. Yes, it is. It, and, and, you know, I, I kind of took it from, uh, you know, Jordan Peterson, you know, be a monster and learn how to control it. Okay. Make yourself a force to be reckoned with and learn how to control it. So when I talk about self-defense, it's not always hurting the person that's trying to hurt you, right? I was capable of hurting this person, but with the control that I learned, with my self-defense, I didn't have to do that. I didn't have to take it to that level. You know, it was almost like a big brother subduing his little brother, Yeah. right? So make yourself a force to be reckoned with, learn how to control it, and you won't have to take it to level 10 to solve the situation. No violence. You can, no violence. You can, you can restrain people. There are many you different forms of self-defense. There's a grappling self-defense. It's probably, you know, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is probably the best form of self-defense that any man, woman, or child can learn. Interesting. Right? And it doesn't have to do anything with throwing punches at yeah. anybody. That's great. That's great. Candace, you, how do you empower kids at the Alive Center who've been bullied? Many different ways, but I think one of the most important things is for them to realize why other kids bully. So we all have heard the expression, hurt people hurt people. Yes. So, right? so somebody that is bullying others is, is hurting. Yeah. And so they are lashing out to other people. So understanding that, that why someone's doing it, and then understanding as well that it's really more about them than it is about you, <laughs> right? And so, really understanding that too, the projection that I think Right, so, so, so being able to internalize that and really understand where it's coming from, and then you can use a lot of the strategies that everybody has been talking about on this episode, which I, I love hearing some of them. Yeah. Um, but one of the things I like to say to the kids is you just don't want to match their energy. So if they're coming at you with some 
stinking negative energy, right? Yeah. Like, don't, don't go down to that. You don't have to, yep. You know, you can hold yourself up and, and use some of these other strategies. I like, mm -hmm. you know, whatever, or, yeah. but, but don't, don't buy into it. When they go low. You don't low. have to buy into that story. Right. Yes. When, when they, they go, go low, low, go high. Go high. Hmm. Yeah. Brandon, you are a student at the Alive Center um, and you've experienced bullying. Can you tell us about it? Ah, uh, yeah. So throughout, you know, my middle school and high school years, uh, experienced quite quite a bit of uh, bullying, you know, for my size, uh, just, you know, my race being a mixed African-American, mm -hmm. Caucasian young man. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, dealing with that throughout middle school and high school is very tough. And, you know, it put a lot of pressure on me in terms of, you know, knowing how to feel about myself. I understand. I've had that experience too when I was your age um, and even as I've gotten older. Um, and then you had an experience bullying someone else. Uh, yes. Tell us a little bit about what happened. Um, so I've, it's actually, I've actually done it to a few people. Mm -hmm. um, I basically, you know, one day after dealing with all the bullying, I was like, I'm done. And I, you know, went off and I started doing it to other kids, you know, and picking on someone, picking on yeah. somebody else for their yeah. size yeah. and picking on somebody else for who they were. And, um, you know, kind of made me feel good for a while. And then I realized nothing was changing. Mm -hmm. And so it kind of made me stop. But, yeah. you know, I continued to deal with it. But I did it, you know, to try to make myself feel better about myself. It goes back to what you said about hurt people, hurt people. Right. You want to talk a little bit more yeah. about that experience? Well, I, I'd like to, because Brand, that's the reason I invited him here today mm -hmm. is we had an experience together. So I've, mm -hmm. I've known, I knew Brandon for three years. He came mm -hmm. for e-learning and drop-in, <laughs> mentoring, tutoring. So mm -hmm. just as a beautiful part of our family. And so I knew him really well. And I knew he was bullied at school and he really struggled with it. And we had a beautiful boy that was starting to come to the Alive Center who still comes to this day, every day after school, mm -hmm. uh, Indian boy. And he has a disease called 3MGA, mm -hmm. um, manifests like MS, but he also has some, some speech issues. Yep. And so um, he, this boy was in the computer lab playing computer games and someone came over to me, one of my staff members, let me know that, that Brandon was bullying somebody. And so I went in and I saw the situation and I just pulled Brandon aside. And I'll never forget the conversation. I hope you won't either. This is really yes. special to me. And I, I just, I said to him, I said, Brandon, you, you've been bullied, right? And he said, yeah. And I said, how did that make you feel? I don't remember your exact words, but you were like, awful. Yeah. So I said, I said, so why would you want to make somebody else feel that way? And immediately he had tears in his eyes, mm. right? And it just it was just such a special moment because he just really internalized it. And do you want to add anything? Uh, yeah, it was very emotional. I know the minute she asked me that, I just started bawling my eyes out, crying about, you know, what the kids had done to me at school, you know, telling her about how they'd steal my stuff, how they'd physically touch me, how they'd push me, call me scrawny, mm -hmm. and, you know, you know throw, push me down to the ground. And... I started telling her about it and how much it hurt and, you know, how I wanted to make my, myself feel better. So I, you know, raise, tried to raise my status and be above everybody else. Yeah. And what lessons did you learn from your experience? Um, well, in terms of, you know, bullying other kids, I learned it's not okay at all. And I learned there are resources out there to help people that are being bullied. And, you know, you should never take out your emotions on somebody else because of what you're going through. Mm -hmm. um, and just being bullied, you know, I've learned, you know, you should always reach out. You know, there's plenty of resources out there to help bully kids. And it's kind of helped me change to be, you know, better. So but what resources have you found to be the most helpful to you? 
I'd say Life Center. Um, they've been, you know, number one for me to lean to uh, when I needed help, and they still are. You know, I still visit them here, here and there. I know I transferred out, but yeah, I know um, they've been a great resource. They've when I need somebody to talk to, they have you know great mentors there to help me, and it's just been great. That's great, Rick. You talked. Uh, we t- they talked earlier in the last segment about community. Um, and fostering a sense of community. Does that exist at UFC gym and the, and the clubs and the groups for the kids? Yes, 100%. Um, we, we've had a lot of younger kids who have come in and joined our youth program who, you know, parents have come up to us and said, you know, our son gets bullied a lot in the neighborhood from so-and-so, kids that live around the area. And you can see that these kids, they come in at first, they're very shy, and then they start to meet people and they start to make friends. And this specific kid now has become actually very good friends with my son who takes uh, the youth classes and a few of the other kids. So they've all gone to each other's birthday parties and and have made real friendships out of that. Um, You know, besides that brand, I wanna kind of commend you for for coming on the show and telling your story, not only for, you know, being bullied, but for having the courage to accept responsibility for the bullying that you've done too. You know, I was, I was the youngest of six boys. So at home, I received my fair share of bullying from my older brothers and that trickled over as well too. You know, I'm not, I'm not a saint. So right. mm-hmm. I did some bullying in my life too. But when I found martial arts, when I found the sport of wrestling, it kind of taught me that, that uh, virtue of respect, not only for yourself, but for others. So anytime you want to come by the gym, you know, we have a special program for teenagers. Uh, so you're welcome to come by. It's on Saturdays and, and take the class anytime you like. Yeah. Oh, thank you very much. You're That's welcome. awesome. That's awesome. And what you said is brings up a good point because it's a slippery slope, right? You can be joking with someone um, and they may not receive it that way. You could be teasing and you don't really mean any harm, but it can really be crushing, you know, and then it grows from there. It, it um, spirals and it's out of control. And that's when you realize, you know, hey, I, I didn't mean to hurt you. I didn't mean to offend, you know, that kind of thing. So what advice do you have for kids and their families who are experiencing bullying um, and feel helpless? What can they do? Well, I think first they need to speak up, right? Um, and let people know. If it's at a school, let the school know, right? If it's at some other location, let that location know. And, and really, first and foremost, come around your child, right? And make sure they know that, that you love them and right? And what that other kid, person did was not okay. And again, that it is really more about them than it is about the kid, right? Um, and then I think teaching them some of the strategies. I'm actually gonna buy some copies of that book that Katie was talking yes, about. Yes. You know, really having those strategies and, and, and training the kids ahead of time so that they do know how to respond when and if it happens. Yeah, I would say that it definitely starts at home. Uh, you said it perfectly, you know, letting your child know that they are worth something, that they are uh, very important people, no matter what is said about them, that they are surrounded by people who love them. And also, you know, getting them out and getting them involved in programs like your teen center, Mm -hmm. like our gym, uh, UFC gym, um, where they can find other like-minded kids who have maybe experienced the same thing and make new friends. I think it's great. Thank you both for what you all do and thank you for joining me for this episode. Never forget that bullying thrives on both silence and inaction. If you see something, it is important that you say something. Also recognizing that hurt people hurt people, so there is often an underlying issue that also needs to be addressed. Children are watching and they are listening to what we say and how we treat one another. So what examples are we setting as adults? 
Do we condone intentionally harming others? Or do we courageously challenge cowards? Bullying is something that we may all have experienced at some point in our lives, but that doesn't mean we have to keep that trend going for future generations. We possess the power to make positive change, one person and one situation at a time. Special thanks to my young guests who bravely shared their stories today. And thanks to the Alive Center and UFC Jim Naperville for the differences they make in our community to empower our children. Finally, special thanks to our incredible sponsor, Next Door and Window. Hopefully you have been entertained, if not encouraged or inspired. I do not promise to be an expert, nor do I have all the answers. I'm just Dana being Dana. See you next time. This episode of Dana Being Dana is brought to you in part by Next Door and Window.